Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my distinguished co-host, Mozzie. Indeed. Mm, distinguished mm. gentleman. Indeed. <laughs> it's How are quite you? esteemed. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty solid. I uh, I got a morning workout in today, which was is rare for me. Um, I'm nice. not a morning person, so it's kind of a struggle. My my uh, strategy is I. I, I, you know, take my stuff to wake me up. I go do my cardio um, mm. before, like, I realize, like, basically, like, the goal is to, like, after the cardio is done, I'm awake. And so, like, I don't realize how much I hate it while I'm doing it. And then, like, I'll pull <laughs> up. Basically, like, I'll do, like, the bike like the or whatever. And so, like, I can, like, watch something, get it out of the way. And, like, all right. And then I'll, you know, have some carbs, do my workout. But it's I'm basically tricking myself to, you know, not realize I hate what I'm doing. <laughs> Hey, you know, tricking yourself is a really good tactic. Mm-hmm. You got to trick your own brain sometimes, which seems impossible, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's like for me, I hate working out because it just, you know, it's a lot of things. I don't have a whole lot of workout clothes. I hate getting my clothes really sweaty. I hate, you know, I often wake up and have to shower and I hate showering when I wake up and then working out and having to shower again. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of like stupid little things. I just don't like working out. But my trick is to sport, do some sport, <laughs> sport. because that's exercise. And so I think I'm playing some tennis tomorrow. Hopefully nice, that'd nice. be really cool. Get back into the tennis game. You know, it used to be pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Hmm. Sir, sir, serving up them aces and serving up them hot takes. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> One at a time. Um, yeah. So that's that's my little trick. And nice. We all have little little yeah. things, but it's important to have one to do something. <laughs> yeah, I like the sports, but there's not really like there aren't always there aren't always all us. There's not many sports options once you get out of schools because like high school, you know, organized sports. College, you're like rec sports. Once you're like an adult out of schools, you're like. How do how how do I sports now? <laughs> like, yeah, you have to join a uh, some kind of local team of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> the the uh, quandaries of being an adult. Yeah, that's the dilemma of growing up and not having those services provided to you. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, uh, we have to talk about the Julio news. Obviously, wow. um, it makes me sad. I was actually. Um, going through some mixes on some songs and I had a line about Julio and I like just <laughs> I got like very sad for a brief second because I remembered man Julio's gone from Atlanta my guy one of my favorite players ever one of the best yeah. receivers in the league and highly regarded like apparently he's uh like one of the most efficient like efficient receivers ever like by a few metrics he's like tops like top something or just the top receiver in efficiency so that's cool yeah, that's cool. Um, he's yeah, pretty he's, good. Yeah, he's gone, unfortunately, which makes me sad. 
but um, we, we already assumed the Falcons would be without him, but we didn't think he'd be a Titan necessarily. It was an option. AJ Brown was campaigning for him, but we kind of have to definitely uh, reevaluate our Titans. Um, we've both kind of agreed it helps Derrick Henry probably just because they, it, so there's no Arthur Smith and um, I mean, Julio kind of being the replacement for the Corey Davis and Jonu targets more or less. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I think, I mean, the offense shouldn't skip a beat. It should probably be better, more efficient. I think it relieves a lot of the worries about, you know, any efficiency drop for Henry. Because he, mm-hmm. he was hyper-efficient last year. So getting Julio, I think, is good for that. Slash, like, I think there's, like, less concern about him, like, hitting a wall in a sense now. Yeah, I think uh, for me, they won't have to lean on him as much, which is good because he had way, he had so many carries last yeah, year, like three hundred seventy-eight carries, <coughs> which is nuts. Uh, and that's, that's you know AJ Brown and Corey Davis both missed time last year. They leaned on him a lot for their offensive game. Mm-hmm. I think having Julio there really broadens things up. They won't have to make him the star. Like he'll still definitely, definitely still be a star of the show, but he won't have to be the solo star of the show. They can air it out a bit more. If they're down, they don't need to give him that many carries. I still think Derrick Henry will have a good year. I just think that he won't need to have that many carries, which is good for him because you don't want to do that. Yeah, I think... Break him down. Yeah, I think they'll have him more towards the... uh... 300 which is still a lot that's still plenty he still could very well lead the league in carries um but 300 is a lot more manageable on your body than 378 (laughs) so that's like he'll still be you know he should still be rb1 like maybe not the rb1 but like rb1 range you know top 10 12 running back um i think it makes him safer for the next two years i know because i know we talked about him as a sell um just as he's getting up there in age, yeah. Yeah, I still think he is a sell, but maybe not as imperative anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, slash, I think he's a little more viable also. Like, not that I recommend going out by, but, like, if you know, if you're an RB1 away from, you know, thinking you can win a championship, I think he's a much more reasonable buy. Re- like reasonable buy. I don't know if this will, like... I'm curious, like, how this kind of affects his value if people are, like, think it's a good or a negative or kind of even, but... I think I think it kind of stabilizes him a bit in dynasty for the next couple of years. I think it does. I think it helps take the workload off, which will add to his longevity. Because mm-hmm. that was part of my concern is you know if they just have AJ Brown this year and Derrick Henry, he's going to get used so much. His chance of injury is just going to skyrocket. Now that they have Julio, they can spread it out more. I think that injury potential has decreased by like a yeah. pretty solid margin, which I really like. Yeah, and they're like a better team. It like love Derrick Henry. Uh huh. Yeah, it extends their window too. And like the 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 unit of the Titans was the Derrick Henry concern and sort of the age, and this kind of helps that. But so AJ Brown, I I guess we'll get to get to him. But uh, Tannehill, obviously, obviously this is great for Tannehill. Um, oh yeah. So we originally kind of were talking about his value being weird, which I still think is true. But we were kind of going back and forth, like. Are we originally were like you know we would maybe just try to like move Tanny away for Goff, but I I don't know if I'm still on that train. Well, I mean, where are you at on Tanny now with the addition? It's a little tougher now. Yeah, 
I mean, <laughs> Tannehill's numbers are insane since he's gone to Tennessee. Yeah, it's more he, about just you know, Goff is pretty young and has the potential with a whole new organization to be a really solid, like dependable quarterback. Um, and Tannehill, we don't know how long the window is there, but now it feels like the window might have been extended a bit. Yeah, my my bigger concern for Tannehill is Arthur Smith being gone, um, which is kind sure. of funny. These organizations now kind of being like eternally linked on like the Julio trade and then Arthur Smith switching organizations. But yeah. his uh, his offense was like was what helped them be so hyper efficient. The success they had in their two tight end sets, um, just how I mean their O line will be a little healthier this year because they're gonna get like Luan back. But the line I think kind of is aging some. But you know it losing is, yeah. losing an OC um, where you were hyper efficient, I think you always have to be concerned about that efficiency dipping. I certainly am, because I have a lot of faith in Arthur Smith. I uh-huh. think he's a good hire for the Falcons, but losing him in Tennessee could be really bad. Like they, Their offense might not click for a little while if this guy doesn't know what he's doing right away. Yeah, so the new guy, Todd Downing, <laughs> um, digging right. into him a bit. He's been the tight ends coach here the last two years, so the internal promotion... Um, I think my assumption is that he'll just like kind of will kind of say, "Hey, here's what Arthur Smith did. Keep doing it. That's what they should do." He uh, was the Raiders OC in 2017. That's the only OC job he's had. That's like the other highest kind of uh, position he's had. They had a pretty disappointing year. This was the year after like yeah. Carr's like MVP level campaign where he got hurt in the playoffs. I guess you can maybe give him the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, maybe Carl's still hurt, but it was still a pretty disappointing year by all um, measures for them, I'd say. And yeah. then 2018, he was the Vikings' offensive assistant. Um, they went, um, I think, eight and eight seven one, um, and their offense was like kind of 19th, 20th, so <laughs> sort of towards the bottom third. Kirk Cousins had a lot of yards, but. I mean, their offense wasn't. It's kind of tough because they literally just had. I mean, they actually had Diggs and Dillon. Diggs, Diggs and Dillon played the whole season too, so they should have kind of been better. Um, their defense was really good too that year. So, um, he, his resume isn't promising, but he is. He's young for a coach. He's he's gonna be uh, forty-one this year, which is kind of funny talking about coach age. Because um, he's had a lot of, uh, he's been coaching since he was like 19 at like a high school level and got into the NFL wow. at 23. Wow. Um, it's like very young start to his football career. Now I'm kind of curious who his like family is. Cause, like, so, I mean, he has 20 years of NFL coaching experience. Uh, yeah, like pretty much, eight, pretty much 18 years in the NFL. So I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, especially for being that young. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, because like, I'm like, when you get in that young with as much nepotism as there is in the NFL, I'm like, not, I'm not trying to be like dismissive of his success. I'm just like, I wonder, I'm trying to dig into it. But anyway, um, it's really hard to evaluate. Like he, it's very promising that he got in at 20 yeah. or whatever, but it's also not super promising that his gigs haven't been, you know, highly productive. Yeah. He's had a lot of like, uh, roles in the sense of like, um, <laughs> Like quarterbacks, he was he was a quarterbacks coach for a lot of years. Like quality control, defense, like mm-hmm. assistant roles, just like you know, all that. But yeah, twenty three starting in the NFL is very good. Anyway, so yeah, back to 
the Titans players. Um, I think it helps Tanny like as far as his floor. Um, like I don't think it's hard to say he's gonna get better, more efficient. Like they, I think they'll pass more because they have better options and they don't want to just kill Derrick Henry. But you've got to think the efficiency dips somewhat. Just one off of like the natural walls of the fucking planet. Like, <laughs> like there's no way that's got it. Like, it's like not historic efficiency, but pretty absurd efficiency for like any offense. And you know, Arthur Smith being gone, some change. I think it's gonna probably dip just as it naturally should. But I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's gonna be bad or anything. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he was with the Lions downing when Stafford was drafted, like mm-hmm. 2009 to 13, and Stafford put up some pretty good numbers. Yeah, that's the thing, though. He's also got that on his resume. So it's like <clears throat> when he was in smaller roles, he's been good, but when he's been in a bigger role, it hasn't gone great. So I'm like, I'm not sure what to expect here. Yeah. Third time's a charm, maybe. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Yeah. but um, And then oh, yeah, I guess we can touch on the tight ends. Uh, <laughs> it does put a damper on Furkser. But I don't think it makes them irrelevant. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because they still have to have a tight end out there. Yeah, and I mean, what's-his-face? Downing was the tight ends coach last year, I think. Yeah. Yep, so, so. Like, he, he knows for sure. Their other tight ends are, I think they got, like, Jeff Swain, Jeff, whatever his name is. So, like, Ferkshire's still their only really, like, very viable tight end, and he knows the system. So, it's not like he's going to be just nothing. It, right. Definitely, like, you know, not as much target upside, but... Definitely, yeah. Because, I mean, if you've got Julio and A.J. Brown out there, you're like, hmm, let's go down the pecking order here. Is yeah. Julio open? Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like... So, I guess I guess we can kind of talk about Julio and A.J. Brown and kind of start with the Titans receivers now as we go into this. Like, so, how does this affect Julio for you? What about A.J. Brown? And is there anyone else on the Titans receiving core worth mentioning um well i still like aj brown i don't think his values dropped if anything i like when there's another guy there that can draw defensive uh attention yeah just will. offense will be better than it would yes be offense yeah. will be better as a whole so i still like aj brown i love julio there i mean Tannehill and julio is a pretty nice combo Tannehill's got a hell of an arm mm-hmm. he can get yeah. that thing out there yeah, I think the the deep ball might be there more than it was last year. I know we've talked about Matt Ryan, how good he is or isn't still, but the main deterioration that I've really harped on has been the deep ball for him, and so he'll have a quarterback who can get it to him there. My, I think what will balance it back out will be the volume will be a lot lower. So, like, I think all in all, Julio should be, like, ranked about the same because, like, even if efficiency's up, targets are gonna be down yeah and i also think every year with julio you have to also start getting more and more into the you know injury worry of it too sure which is sad but i think you know realist part of it yeah because it's gotten like a little worse every year yeah it's sad but it's what happens get Mm -hmm. older yeah but Uh, putting runnings on like i mean aj brown i think he's a whole like (laughs) Yeah, if if you got him, you got to be happy about it. With uh, with Julio, this one's tough. I don't. I think he might also be a hold, but more in the like 
weird nebulous value zone like because if you're if you're a contender do you buy him like what's because like it's kind of tough gauging the like market reaction right now still i kind of think of him as the deandre hopkins kyler thing last year i think that it's gonna click pretty quickly like i don't expect him to have that many bad games yeah like like, their division stay good the corners in their division alone. I don't know oh. their schedule, but <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be six easy games. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Like, I, I hadn't even thought about that yet. But Julio against Jacksonville twice a year, man. Twice oh my god. Year. Oh my god. And then the Texans. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. This. Oh, that's not fair, man. That's not. That's fair. not fair at all. Oh, I mean, oh my god. My immediate thought was Jaguars, Texans, bottom cornerback room. Um, Jaguars is better than the Texans, I think, right now. And then you've got the Colts, which also is not special. Yeah. So Better team all around in, like, every way, but yeah, also not special secondary. No. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. And, uh, <laughs> I also put Josh Reynolds on here. I'd had him as, like, a buy previously. I. But. It's tough because, okay, Julio's there now, cock-blocking him. Yeah. They don't run a lot of three-receiver. But, 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 but the the shaken butt here. The caveat is that like he's gonna be a lot. I'm not saying like oh god, I'm ready to go get Reynolds, but he's gonna cost you nothing slash may just end up on the waiver wire depending on the depth of your dynasty league. And if I, I, I like if Julio has to miss a game or two, Reynolds steps into the role that Julio has. So yeah, he like. He's still young. He's still got some upside. He could have some plug-in value at times this year if Julio misses time. And, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's one of those things where he could just be, like, free. So, he's, he's like, someone who's worth an ad if he's, like, on a waiver or you can get for, like, a fifth-round rookie pick or something if your league goes that deep. Yeah, exactly. I don't love it now, but he's there and... I mean, if either of those guys, A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, miss any time, then he's the obvious, you know. Yeah, because they've got no one else. <laughs> like, he's almost like a handcuff. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, he honestly is. Like, the thing is, like, their pass volume isn't huge, but they've got no one, really. Because, like, they drafted Des Fitzpatrick this year, I think, but I don't really think a ton of him. Like, not to, like, shit on him, but he's not, like, a huge alpha guy. Where did they pick Des Fitzpatrick, anyway? Did they, I'm trying to what round, figure out what round they picked him in. I forget. I feel but, like he was a fifth rounder. Yeah, fifth or fourth or something like that. But yeah, he wasn't like an early pick. So fourth rounder. Gotcha. So yeah, pretty shallow out of Stephen Core. But we spent a lot of time on the Titans. We can kind of, I guess, we'll kind of move through this division and then work around the AFC. Um, Indy. They Give me all the Pittmans, man. Yeah, we love Pittman. Um, I think he. Let me pull up some like rankings to see where he kind of goes. But I think he might be a buy, because I don't think he's being put very high. I feel like he's kind of being slept on, and he could really be an important piece of this offense. Yeah, people like aside from Jonathan Taylor, the Colts are just like not getting recognized like in any sense. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Jonathan Taylor stuff, which you know I agree with, but I've not seen a lot of Michael Pittman and. Yeah, if I'm you ask him. me who I think like Wentz's favorite guy will be, to me it's Pittman. He, <laughs> yeah, he fits the type of guy that like 
Wentz has had some success throwing to at all in his career. And, like, he didn't get, like, a touch. Because he got, like, hurt for a little bit. And, obviously, you know, being a rookie and, like, they had some other guys there. But he, you know, ended up getting enough time that he still, like, got 40 catches, 500 yards. Like, he had some pretty solid games to, like, close out the year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely showed more promise. Like, he, he had a 100-yard game on point versus Tennessee. Like, Tennessee sucks, but, like, a 100-yard game for a rookie. He's a second-round pick. Like, he's good, promising. I, I think he's a, I think he's a huge, like, buy candidate here. Because he's yeah. been, like, put around, like, wide receiver 40-45-ish, like, kind of near, like, Raygor. Oof. And, like, Fuller and stuff like that. And, like, well, I think, I'm like... I'm thinking, like, 25 to 30, personally. He should be a boy. The thing is, like, there's a lot of good receivers. Like, I'm going through these lists that I'm, like... There are so many good receivers. Yeah, but to me, he'll be like the one on the team. Yeah, if I mean, like, I guess I think rookie picks are a good like valuation of what would you give up for a guy just because it's kind of consistent. What like would you give up a second round rookie pick for him, or would you maybe want to try to like a third, or what would you be? Um, I would. I think I would give up a second for him. Yeah, because I think like because he would. I think he went like. Late first, early second rookie round, like rookie draft, just just a year ago, right? Yeah, that's pretty much where he was going. Yeah, so I think I think it's definitely worth that. And then Ty, he I think you know he's kind of near in the end. I think he might just be uh, the you know ride ride him out till he retires guy. Yeah, and that but but so and then Paris Campbell I think is probably another buy honestly. Um, he's just gotten really shitty injury luck. I know, and you, he's got to get it together, but yeah. he does, like, this is an opportunity for him. Like, this is a time to buy really low on him, because mm-hmm. I'm sure people that own him are, like, really debating whether or not they should just cut him, you know? Yeah, he's not done anything yet. Like, he's not really been able to, but he, because he had, like, he had pretty much one game last year. It was really good. Nine targets, six receptions, 71 yards, but... It was one game because he, and he got hurt. Like, it sucks that he keeps getting hurt, and you just gotta hope he can stay healthy because like he's pretty good, just always hurt. And you gotta hope that like the injuries haven't like screwed him over either. Yeah, but those are pretty much the only three guys <laughs> I think they're worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it doesn't really get much better going to the Texans though, does it? Oh God, no. We were like, do we just put cooks? <laughs> so no, we should put some more, but. Cooks. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, okay, where are you on Cooks? He's kind of being put uh, in a pretty similar range to Pittman, actually. So, like, I was looking at the Fantasy Pros, like, ranks. They've got him, like, right near him. Um, so, this isn't necessarily ADP. I'll, I'll kind of search around for a little, like, more ADP. But, um, I mean, they're going, like, pretty similar ranges, I think. But, yeah, where where, where do you kind of feel on, uh, on Cooks? Am I going in with the assumption that they don't... That- Deshaun Watson's not throwing to him. Okay, so like that—that's part of it too. Like, <sighs> there is a chance, like, <laughs> there there is a non-zero chance, as uh, nerds like to say, that <laughs> it could be Watson. Because even if he plays this year, he doesn't want to play for Houston. So I'm like, yeah, so, that's the thing. It, is it gonna be Taylor? Like, yeah, it's what's tough because he's good. And he's been good at a lot of places, but he's also had a lot of good quarterbacks. So, like, Houston might just be, uh, like, a full stay away. Like, yeah. so there's Cooks, and obviously, like, Kiki Cutie's there, Randall Cobb's there, they drafted Diego Collins. <clears throat> do, you, do you want 
any of these guys. I don't. I mean, and I, if I drafted Nico Collins, like, yeah, I mean, know. I guess that's kind of different. But like, I'm yeah, not. I, I don't want to go holding get, for the future. Yeah, I don't want to go get a Texan right now. No, I would say if I had Cooks, I wouldn't sell him because his yeah, value is probably impossible, and then I wouldn't you, go buy him. You pretty much have to hold all these guys. Yeah. Rip, man. Fucking Rip. Houston, dude. The fucking Texans. Clown show. I feel so Shit. bad for their fans. Yeah. Ugh. That are still there. They're sticking Yeah. <laughs> the Houston Texans have not been around that long, so they don't have a ton of fans. <laughs> Because, like, a lot of people in Texas are probably Cowboys fans anyway, so. Oh, my God, yeah. And they're the worst, so. They're everywhere. <laughs> like cicadas. Like cicadas, <laughs> pretty much. Cowboys exactly fans are cicadas. <laughs> oh, God. Are, are, they, are they bad in D.C.? The cicadas? Uh, not in the city, no. Oh, <laughs> sorry, like cicadas, not the Cowboys fans. How are the Cowboys <laughs> fans in D.C.? Are they bad? <laughs> There's a few. There's always a few. And they let you know that they're Cowboys fans. That's pretty much the first thing out of their mouth, usually. <laughs> yeah, because, like, because at least there, like, there's, like, the divisional aspect. Like, because in Cincinnati, like, you'll get, you know, those Pittsburgh guys. Or, like, like in any city, you'll get the other, like, the divisional rival fans. But, like, right. a Cowboys fan in Cincinnati would make, like, you know, very little sense. It would just be, why? Why? Did you right, just like? Did yeah. you choose this tool life or like? <laughs> Chose me. They uh, yeah. I feel like whenever you're in a city of a major team, you end up with a lot of the rivals because there's so many fans of that home team that it inspires other people to go against it. Exactly. And, like, wear their colors. So That's... you definitely get a good amount of Cowboys fans here. Um, they are all mostly hated. I would say. <laughs> by most of the people here um, they are pretty much everywhere <laughs> they are pretty much everywhere yeah i so actually so the reason i became a michigan like wolverines fan was because i i just hate osu fans so much <laughs> exactly. i think i'm like seventh grade i'm like man this is so fucking annoying i'm just gonna be a michigan fan just because like it's fun like it's i just don't want to be one of these people it's like be like i said i being an OSU fan, like OSU football fans, like the Pats fans of the of college football, they're like the fucking same. It's so I, I mean the whole city of Columbus is an OSU fan. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jacksonville, they <laughs> they've got a lot of talent there actually. So they've got Chark, Lavisca, then added Marvin Jones, uh, last year's rookie Colin Johnson, and this year's rookie Jalen Camp. They've got a lot of a lot of guys there. So. Um, where where are you on each of these guys as far as you know like buy sell hold um, I mean I'm I'm looking through the rankings here none of them are terribly high no I mean I still like Chark Chark is very talented um, yeah he should be the wide receiver one there I'm probably holding him if I own him in Dynasty um, I don't know if I'm going out to get him it's a whole new regime I really like Marvin Jones I think he's a safety blanket like. I think what Marvin Jones can be for Jacksonville is what Zach Ertz could be for the Bengals. Um, <laughs> he's a veteran. He's got great hands. I've never seen Marvin Jones drop a pass. I don't know about you. Yeah, literally. I can't pass. think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that comes to mind. He goes out and gets it. Um, I, I like always thought Marvin Jones was basically borderline wide receiver one. He was just always in a place where there was another really good one, and he just 
completes the wide receiver circuit so well. So I, he's my number two here in Jacksonville, and I think solidly. And then I like LaVisca as well as sort of a year two wide receiver, see what he does. Um, yeah, I, I love LaVisca. Like, I've been, I was obviously huge on him coming out the previous year. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this, this, I mean, Jalen Camp's getting some hype too. Like, he was, he, like, he could have had a pretty solid role, but, like, I don't think these guys are at all, like, I don't think any of them are being quite valued enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the Trevor Lawrence factor is being counted enough for the receivers. Like, there is the Trevor Lawrence hype, you know, there's the draft, you know, everyone took Trevor Lawrence first and Superflex drafts, this, this, that, NTN. <coughs> But, like, I think the receivers are, like, sort of being forgotten in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at a couple of different places, like ADPs and ranks, stuff like that, and I'm not seeing, like, like charts kind of being put, like... So, this is the tough part with receiver is, like, again, there's so many. And, like, you get the 20s and, like, the guys at, like, wide receiver 20 are still really fucking good. Like, yeah. they're still, like, you know, Kenny Galladay, like at wide receiver 20 and you're like why the fuck is he there and you like you scroll up and you're like oh because there's like Devonte adams aj brown like all these fucking guys and like you know you got jamar chase coming in dj moore like you've got so many studly receivers filling out this top 15 20 that you like are like why is this guy going 25th 30th and you're like oh there's just so many amazing wide receivers exactly yeah but so i think i would I might label all these guys a buy. I don't know. It's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah. Because, like, so, Chark's a little tougher. Let me pull up. Because Chark, his amazing year was uh, 2019. And then last year was a little down. But the Jags were just terrible. So, they like, were dreadful. Yeah. And it, clearly tanking. Yeah. Like, it wasn't on him. And I think his down year last year, like, might push him down further than he should go. Like, all these guys. Like, would you be shocked if... Jacksonville was a top ten offense. Um, a little bit. <laughs> I a little bit. I, I think that they can hit easy top fifteen. Yeah, I think, I think they top, be top ten half. might might be tough just with how many good offenses there are. Yeah, I maybe maybe the top ten's a little tough, but they should average like. Let me look. I mean, okay, let me pull up how many points they averaged last year. I can they, almost guarantee at like a top sixteen offense. Yeah, I like, think is realistic. They should average like twenty five points a game. I mean, okay, it's it's feels weird because I can't even think in my brain like what a typical average is, just because I'm so used to like seeing the Chiefs fuck people shit up, right? <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean, you have the Bucks, you have the Cowboys, um, you have uh, probably quite frankly, like Arizona and the bills and the chiefs, you have a lot of teams that are going to have potent offenses. Um, I mean, they have a lot of weapons and a brand new head coach. So that's the concern is, you know, what if urban Meyer really just, it takes him, (laughs) Oh, takes, what if he's garbage? Yeah. What if it, he really struggles at the beginning? I think they still have what Jay Gruden, calling the offense oh do they shit that'd be fucking buck wild huh if they do that does make me think they could get into that top 10 um i don't uh, think they get much no, higher it's, than it's daryl bevel oh never mind absolute <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah, I, did, I forgot so about I that that is not 18 offense is realistic <laughs> so i'm um, looking through the 
So there are a few teams there. Are, so last year, uh, there were five teams: the Saints, Titans, Bucks, Bills, Packers that averaged uh, thirty points or more. The Chiefs are just below, as were the Ravens. Um, the worst was the Jets at fifteen. The Jags were bottom three at nineteen and a half. But like middle middle range was like twenty five points a game. They should be able to hit that this year. If they don't, something's wrong. I Daryl Bevel is. I he does not inspire confidence for me. <laughs> he does not not spark joy. I I mean I understand you have a whole new organization you want to bring your guys in so you you hire a new person but you can't tell me that Daryl Bevel's a better offensive coordinator than Jay Gruden. I won't hear any of that. Yeah, like, he, to me that's not even close. He was bad the last couple <laughs> of years for Detroit. Like just really yeah like bad. <clears throat> not like mediocre bad <laughs> yeah because they had a uh, because he was in seattle and being i guess you can say carried by russell wilson like they were good but they also had russell wilson so you know chicken egg and then you get the detroit and he's shit so you okay okay it's russell right. wilson but yeah. uh yeah it doesn't inspire much joy i'll <laughs> say confidently they'll hit it they'll be a top 18 offense like like with certainty and i think they have the upside to hit 10 i don't think they will get much higher than that. They have a lot of people. They have a good O-line and a lot of people. They have Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. They have DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, LaVisca, and then they've also got uh, Etienne and James mm-hmm. Robinson. Like, they have, they have a lot, a of, lot of pieces. The upside is definitely there. Exactly. I consider those wide receivers buys. Um, I think Marvin Jones, to me, is, like, I would trade prob- I think I would trade a third-round pick for Marvin Jones. Yeah, he's a great contender <laughs> buy. Well, we kind of talk about, like, you know, like, is your team, do you want to win the championship? Do you need a little extra piece? Marvin Jones is, like, a great one. Like, Cole Beasley was one last year. Mm-hmm. He, like, moved in our league. He ended up being great. Like, Marvin Jones totally fits that bill this year. I agree. Yeah, so that's a good comp. Marvin Jones 2021 will be the Cole Beasley of 2020. Sounds weird comping those two in any fashion, but I... I know. <laughs> in that sense of veteran on a better, like, situation for him kind of thing, yeah. Marvin Jones, just as a consistent, reliable piece that always catches the ball that's thrown to him, I just, to me, that's irreplaceable for a rookie quarterback and uh-huh. a rookie head coach. Yeah, he should be the nice little like blanket for Lawrence. But uh, speaking of Beasles, we'll move to Buffalo here and kind of go through this division next. Um, Buffalo's got Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley as kind of the uh, main four there. I... I don't know if I can necessarily put anything besides a hold on these guys. It's yeah, it's, it's tough because like so Diggs is being appropriately valued highly now, right? Um, the the buy the buy was last year before the season started when he was valued a lot lower. Right. Um, I know that as someone who sold him, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I think you know Beasley is probably like probably at peak value. I mean, maybe sell him, but the problem is Sanders is there now and Davis is ascending. Gabriel Davis, uh, so yeah, because no John Brown. Yeah, they pretty much replaced John Brown with Emmanuel Sanders, which I think is a you know pretty you know even replacement, I guess, from last year's John Brown, mm-hmm. last year's Emmanuel Sanders. Probably a pretty even switch. Um, I guess as a matter of like, if you think Sanders and Beasley will both be over Gabriel Davis, because Gabriel Davis could. I think would maybe be the only buy here for me. I feel like <clears throat> Davis is sort of in his own niche. Um, 
So I don't know how much his value is affected by Sanders' presence because I think they're just completely different wide receivers. And yeah. I almost feel like Beasley and Sanders are competing more for yeah. their respective catches. And then Diggs and Davis are kind of on their own island where Diggs is like the star and Davis is the every few games he's going to have a bomb touchdown. Yeah, because he he was he and John Brown sort of filled more similar roles, right? Than anything, so he might have like a lot more opportunities here, and he's being kind of put around like receiver sixty more or less. Woof! Like there there are a lot of guys down in that range. I would much rather have like I would rather have him than them. Like mm-hmm. I would rather have Gabriel Davis than Devontae Parker for sure. I think which might sound crass, but it's like it's Devontae Parker. I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. We have no idea what he'll be like. We really don't. Um, yeah. I personally, I'm not that super high on Sanders yet. It's not that I don't like him. I just think that he's bounced around a lot. I think he's nearing the end of his career, and there's a chance he doesn't see the field a whole lot. He could definitely work his way into the offense, but I do think that Jalen likes Beasley. I think Beasley's yeah. a little bit secure right now, so I'm, you know, holding S- and potentially. Yeah. Sanders will be more of a like real life football help mm-hmm. to the team. Like, yeah. they're doing everything they can to keep Jalen successful. This is more of just like a the San the Sanders edition to kind of like replace the Brown void is more of like a Jalen boost than anything. But I think mostly kind of holds. But I I think I think I'll call Davis a, a buy here. Okay, personally, do, do you agree <clears throat> on that? Um, I think so. <clears throat> I think Davis is a buy option because, like, yeah, I think really he'd be pretty here. cheap. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like, the ADP is low, but someone who has him might be like, he's my diamond in the rough. Like, that's the only issue of like guys who like get taken a little lower and pop off. People get like very attached. But 600 yards and seven touchdowns last year in the regular season, and then uh, in that game against Indy in the first playoff game, four for 85. So he should. I think he'll take a step, but. Moving down to uh, Miami, aforementioned, uh, aforementioned Devontae Parker, who I literally forgot to type. Um, and then they've got Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, along with uh, Preston Williams and Lynn Bounded for some of the uh, guys further down the depth chart. But I think the main guys, in my opinion, are Waddle and Fuller here to mention. Mm-hmm. Fuller. Oh, goodness. Yeah, he's probably the one whose value needs to be discussed the most because Waddle, like, just drafted whoever's got him. Wants to keep him. Um, Preston yeah. Williams and Lynn Bowden are probably, like, uh, maybe not waiver, but, like, Lynn Bowden might be waiver. He got some value yeah. last year, but they're pretty low down. Full- Fuller is the toughest one. Fuller's the toughest because he's so boomer bust. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he's kind of being put around, I think I'm seeing kind of, like, around Boyd as, like... See, I would much rather have Boyd. Dude, that's a tough one for me. There's a lot... The Boyd is a Boyd safer, so much safer. Uh huh. But and he can still have monster games. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> it's it's very tough for me because it's another like chicken or egg thing for me with Fuller. Was <clears throat> it him? Was it Deshaun Watson? Was it both? Like, and then how well will he into a mesh? There's a lot of uncertainty. Where yeah, I think he's a hold. I guess. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. Because, like, his, I don't know if he's going to have any suspension games left to serve. I think he might have served a lot last he, year. I, or he might have one. I don't one. remember. He might have one or two. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, he's. I think he's a hold because if you buy him, like again, it's the same. It, you, I would just rather go by Tyler Boyd. I think I agree with you there. Um, who else is kind of around him in that range? Let's see, Cortland Sutton. Um, I think the, some. I think some of the Steelers guys are kind of being put in that range, which is weird. Some and they're a little higher in some spots, but Bo- I think Boyd is pretty much the guy I see like near him in those spots. Mm-hmm. Um, or like maybe like Adam Thielen. Would you rather have like Adam Thielen or Thielen? Tyler, Bo- yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Will Fuller's a tough one right now. <laughs> like, would he be a sell? I don't know. Uh, the, I don't think his value is high enough to a, sell him. I'm having a hard time envisioning like the two of Fuller connection being good at yeah. least right away. It's hard because like they pretty much added Waller and Fuller, and like it was an element that was like not remotely present last year. So yeah. like we've we've seen like him and Waddle like you know have their thing in college, and like I th- I think he'll be fine with Fuller, but NFL wise we have nothing to go off of new system like new OCs plural yes like so <laughs> like it should be like I, I, I imagine the three receiver set will be Waddle Fuller and Devontae Parker and again I mentioned I don't have really any interest in Devontae Parker yeah how old is Parker is he 30 yet <laughs> he's probably like 27 or something I'm gonna guess 28 he um, is let's see 28 yep <clears throat> Yeah, man. Yes, I mean, I, I'm gonna look up his contract because he had such a late hit, and it was the yeah. Fitzpatrick that finally got him around in the lack of gaze. Um, oh, man, his career is it's it's like so like such a weird career. Like Fitz, he owes Fitzpatrick money <laughs> at yeah, this he point. Does. <laughs> he owes him a lot. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, Devontae Parker's contract. I've tried to get on spot track here, but it's a little slow. So he is. Securely there this year, and then the next two years the dead cap drops a lot. So this year the dead cap is like fifteen point six. It's more than the cap hit. Next year the cap hits it's pretty much nine million the following two years, but then oh the dead goodness. cap drops to five point four and two point seven. So I think they'll keep him around the next two years just because he doesn't I don't think he's gonna get <coughs> a lot of cap and it's a team that I don't think will be cap strapped coming up. Um Fifteen million dead cap this year. Yeah, if they so, were to get rid of him, my god. Yeah, they can, they can't get rid of him this year. But like n- the next two years, he's a little bit easier to get rid of. But yeah, I don't know if they would or not. But I, I, think, I he, think this is his last year in Miami. Personally, I don't know. For I wouldn't sure. be surprised because he'll and, be twenty nine next year. He might want an out because he can probably get another contract at twenty nine. Whereas thirty, which would be twenty twenty three, it might be a little tougher. Um, yeah, it also kind of depends on how, like, if other guys show up. Like, does yeah. Preston Williams, like, because he was playing fairly well, but he had a got a great hurt. season as a rookie and then got injured, and we didn't really see him last year. Yeah, and then, like, Lynn Bowden, former former Raider. Former um, Raider. Very briefly, former Raider. Like, <clears throat> well, like for like a month, it was yeah, almost It was immediate. so weird. I don't know what the fuck happened with that, man. Don't get me started on the Raiders right now. I know, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess that I'll have to get started there on in them. Vegas. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get started on them technically in a bit, but yeah, like if Preston Williams impresses this year, like Devontae Parker becomes much more expendable because I assume they're relying on Waddle and Fuller to be their two mainstays for a while. Yeah, but 
So I get I I guess it's hold on all of these guys. It's just a hold. Yeah. The, if you drafted Waddle, you're holding him. If you have Fuller, you gotta wait and see what happens. I guess. Yeah. If someone if I had Fuller and someone offered me you know like something pretty good for him, like if someone offered me a second for Fuller, I would do it. Yeah. Um, it's. <clears throat> I don't think it would happen, but. Yeah, I think the one caveat <laughs> on this, why I may not call him a sell, is... Okay, let me see how old Fuller is first before I go in on this, because I need to, like, check how old he is. For some reason, like, I feel like he's young, but... At 27? He, he's, he is 27. He is going into year six. So, uh, yeah, okay. I guess I, I'm uh, trying to be... The problem is, like, he's just missed so many games, and it makes it tough. Because, like, <laughs> if we could get a full Will Fuller season... I know. Yeah. Like, and, Just like, one. And it's a 17-game season. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> and I but, know, and that's another thing to consider. Yeah. For these and guys that like, can't make it through 16, now they've got another game. Yeah, and I think that might be... <clears throat> I guess, like, as we kind of transition to, like, New England, like, kind of the... my I guess an overall wide receiver thought here is with the 17-game season... Wide receivers are going to be more reliable than... I, I know. So, running backs are always very fickle, very volatile, oft, you know, injured just as a position. And I think this extra game is going to really shift positional value. Um, mm. And I would maybe get out ahead of it, possibly. Um, I think if you want to buy a receiver now is the time to do it, just in general. Um, because, like... It's I okay. This I don't do I don't have any very hard data on this, but I I think I would be correct in saying I feel better relying on any random given receiver versus any random given running back to stay healthy for a seventeen game season and still get their usual workload. Because like with the running back, like if a running back's getting twenty touches a game, like one full game it's like twenty more touches is like, you know, <coughs> three hundred to three twenty, or like if you're looking at Derrick Henry, like he would have hit 400 touches with one extra game touches. last year. Like, yep. that's the thing is, like, teams, I think, with this extra game, smart teams are going to, like, look to lighten the load a little bit on running backs. So you're going to see guys maybe get a few, like, a few less carries per game, a few less touches per game, whereas I think with receivers, like, guys will still miss games, but I don't think you necessarily need to, like, limit our receiver's routes catches quite as much because it's it's not the same punishment every time they get the balls for running back so i think the committee the backup the receiving backs that's kind of gonna jump up more and then you're gonna mm. see some of these like you know the typical like you know mega touch guys may not <clears throat> all get that especially the ones like and that's kind of part of it with you know the zeke short hold and the henry short hold kind of thing of like and like of like some of these guys like they're just not going to be able to, or the teams are not going to want to give these guys all these touches with this extra game. No, and I mean, we've seen the committee approach to running back, you know, definitely becoming more prevalent. And uh-huh. I think the extra game might only add to that. Um, I mean, that's just kind of how the NFL is changing is the yeah. solo running back thing is kind of ebbing away. Yeah, and it's kind of, it made me like thinking about that. Like I was kind of reevaluating like, so, like, I, I shit on the Raiders for the Kenyon Drake thing. And I still do, but not quite as much because I'm like, well, like, if it's going to be a run-focused team, like, it makes sense to 
alleviate Jacobs a bit, or like with the Ravens, like I I love the Gus Edwards signing on. It's like the re-sign for him because he's been really effective and like the they run a ton, so like it makes sense to have another effective running back. So yeah, and I so Gus Edwards, I do think I have a buy as a buy. I don't know if we mentioned it like on the running back episode, but anyway, <laughs> just a general thing with receivers. Any receiver that's a buy right now, um, if you want to go get them, especially. Even if we don't like them, if you want them, I think before this season is the time to go buy them because I think the wide receiver position as a whole will take a jump in value because in Dynasty, they're already kind of valued more in Dynasty than Redraft, but like that should go up with the extra game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's only going to enhance it. Yeah. I don't know. How, I, I don't think I've heard that like discussed much yet, but it makes. It makes sense. So <clears throat> it makes sense, and no, no one's talked about it yet. But that doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah, Heart, you know, you heard, heard it first, Mozzie Muscle. Mozzie and the Muscle. Hundred years hey. of firsts. No. Hundred years. Have you seen oh, yeah. those uh, videos of like Soldier Boy and uh, Slick Sway Lee going back and forth? Like, I was the first rapper to like have this. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, so you're gonna be like, oh, the first podcast to say this. No. Oh. Damn straight. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, New England. <laughs> You're a, hey, we were the first on the Russell Wilson, too. Oh, yeah. Just saying, that was before that came out. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, I feel like there might be some tension growing between Russ and Pete Carroll. They got rid of the OC that was Russell. Uh-huh. Oh, Pete. Uh-huh. Isn't, wait, isn't, like, was it, like, Pete's, is it just Pete's hot sauce? What, what's that? Hot Texas sauce? Pete's. Texas Pete's, yeah, okay, got it. I'm like, I know there's a Pete hot sauce, so. Yeah, hot sauce, hot takes. Yeah. Something like that, right? I think hot takes. <laughs> I'm not a big hot sauce guy. I don't know if I ever told what? you about this. There is a so there's a reason. I'm getting a little more into it again. Um, we did a video, uh, Anthony and I did, where we, as you know, obviously as a joke, um, put sure. hot sauce on a bunch of different stuff and tried it. Uh huh. And it sort of ruined it for me. Ah. For a bit. Um, I'm getting more okay with it now. Um. I had to because I started cutting down like a couple months ago, and so like I had to integrate hot sauce back in more to like have things taste just at all. Um, so <laughs> it's like true. I, like eggs, you know, yeah, a lot of eggs. Like I love the like Kroger, like Louisiana hot sauce, like the very like salty hot sauce, like that's, uh. and like I love like buffalo and stuff. But anyway, so like hot sauce was ruined for me for a long time, so I'm finally getting back into hot sauce being a part of my rotation. Hmm. But, oh, I love spicy food. I I like it to an extent, <laughs> but my body doesn't. I mean, that's fair. My body yeah. doesn't react super well to hot food, <laughs> but I still really enjoy it. Like, I'll be sweating while eating something really spicy, and my body's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, because it tastes good. Fuck See, you. I, don't, I don't like that level. Like, if something's got, like, jalapenos or, like, I, I like some good buffalo wings Mm -hmm. um if something's spicy and it tastes good and the spice is part of it cool but like right like like if you go to like a thai restaurant they're like what spicy level do you want i'm like bro just like give me give me like a little bit you know it adds flavor but like i don't want to be like you know i don't want to have fire coming out of my asshole as i'm putting this stir fry into my mouth like that's why, you know, if you're at a good place, you ask them what the chef recommends it at. And if they're yeah. like, eh, probably like a three or something, be like, perfect. If they say a four, because that's what it's supposed to be eaten at, perfect. But if it's like, you can enjoy it at any level, then shit, just go whatever you want. I don't usually go the highest on those. I 
I would say I usually do middle of the road. I want some spice, but I don't want it to overpower my food. Yeah, I always go like whatever the lowest is that still has a little spice. <laughs> Just because like the flavor is there, but like I want to eat all my food. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Patriots receivers, <laughs> we got distracted because there's nothing to talk about here. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so Nelson Gross. Aguilar's there. They gave him a contract. Um, let me see where he's kind of being put, because, like, he I don't... He did have a good year with the Raiders. Yeah, he's being put around 70-ish, I think. Uh-huh. So, um, let me see who's near him. Like, so one side has kind of like Christian Kirk and Tim Patrick near him. One side has, like, T.Y. Hilton kind of near him. Mm. Um, man, it's tough, because someone has to get the ball there it could well, yeah, be that's why Aguilar. They have Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry yeah that's the thing <laughs> that's the thing though yeah it could be Aguilar it could be Jacoby Myers but it's probably the tight ends so like while you like are these guys all very cheap yeah but like there's a reason they're all cheap yeah it's gonna be a very tight end heavy run heavy offense where if Cam's the quarterback, they're going to throw even less than if Mac Jones is the quarterback. And if Mac Jones is the quarterback, still a rookie quarterback. And, like, yeah. some rookie quarterbacks are special. Mac Jones is, you know, good, fine. But, like, I don't – I'm not expecting much from the receiver. I don't think there's, like – like, I get it. There's, like, oh, these guys are sneaky. These guys have some upside. But, like, <laughs> not much. Like, can you technically get, like, a value? Yeah, but I don't. I don't – I don't know if it's worth the time to make the trade. To like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you're There's like, not one guy that you're yeah. like, oh, this guy's going to have value. It's a potential of three mediocre guys. Yeah, I'm not. That I don't really want. I would I say mean, Aguilar, you could probably get for cheap, and he's got the best chance to, you know, uh-huh. continue to be solid if, you know, he emerges as a receiving option for Cam that really clicks. Like, there's definitely that potential. Um, other than him, though, there's no one I really want to buy. Yeah, I think I think Jacoby Myers was more out of necessity. Albeit, he is still young. That Last year was his second year, and I didn't realize that mm-hmm. until maybe just now as I looked him up. Um, he is bigger and sort of fits the the cam mold, and that was kind of evident last year. Like, but don't okay, just don't go by Nikhil Harry. That's the point of this. Don't go no Nikhil Harry's fucking awful. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he's a fine dude, but like, the, the wide receiver was not his calling. You know, he shouldn't have been a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Nah. It, I don't. It's I mean, again, if you want to try to be sneaky, yeah, but like. Eh. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't think any of these guys are gonna make or break you this year. If you know what, if they do, I'll eat crow on it. But I doubt it. Hey, you know, if you got uh, Aguilar for a fourth round pick and he ends up being a stable option, that's nice. He's I would, my yeah, only. okay, okay, okay. I would, I would do that. I would, I would do that because the money's there. But that's as much as I would credit as I would give to this receiving core. Right. That's about it. But next up, we've got the Jets. I'll let you just kind of go. <laughs> um. Well, well, they did just resign Jamison Crowder, which you know it it crowds the room a, a little bit. Uh. But 
I do like that he's a veteran presence. He's a really good slot wide receiver. It's a little more continuity, which you like to see, and usually that's indicative of some better management when they're keeping guys instead of letting them go. Um, personally, my favorite of the group is Elijah Moore. <laughs> I know I mean, he's a rookie. Hard, hard not to have him as the favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's a rookie, and I haven't seen anything from him yet, but, man, I am really hyped for this guy. He, I can't believe they actually were still able to draft him where they got him. Super talented wide out. We had him in our top eight of the rookies, and for good reason. He's an extremely talented, like, quick on his routes, good at release. He checks every box of, like, a stud wide out. So I really, I really like Elijah Moore. I'm a little down on Mims. It's not that I don't think he's good. I just worry about his role there and what they're going to end up, you know, what position he'll end up playing within the wide receiver group. Uh, He also missed some time last year, but, you know, I'm expecting him to come back. With this sort of new scheme, though, I'm expecting a lot of your Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, and then Crowder sort of being the mentor for... Uh, Elijah Moore and kind of rotating with that. Um, it's an interesting group. They don't have anyone who's amazing. They don't have anyone who's bad. They have a lot of like average to slightly above average guys that are just gonna, I think, rotate a bit around. Yeah, it's there is a lot of overlap, I guess. So, like, yes, I think Corey Davis and Mims kind of fit a, like a spot, I think I would say, and then like. Keelan Cole and Elijah Moore kind of fit a spot. And I guess Crowder might too, but him and Barrios kind of like are slot. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces moving around here. Like I know like they'll probably put Keelan Cole in the slot. Some I've seen Elijah Moore go in the slot. That's where Crowder lives. That's where Barrios would live. Uh, I'm, I'm only mentioning him because there's been the, you know, like who said there were reports about him being one of Zach Wilson's kind of targets, but Crowder's not been around. Crowder would overtake him in theory. Um, yeah, the the Mims concern I think we've expressed and I've heard around a little bit is that more scheme and you know uh, coaching staff and stuff. They drafted more, brought in Corey Davis, brought in Keelan Cole, um, all kind of especially more in Keelan Cole. I think fit very much the kind of 49ers ish scheme. I know the coaching staff is was like pretty high on bringing in Keelan Cole. He was like one of their favorite like free agents receivers actually mm. um it's kind of like i don't know how I, i'm my main concern is just how mims fits in here with combo of scheme and rookie quarterback right not that zach wilson can't get it to him like he may he may fucking love him but um he like i think i saw he was running with the second team currently i could be wrong but i mean it is very early so that may not mean anything but mm-hmm. i, I he, I think he would benefit more from a quarterback with some more experience, a scheme that would prioritize him more. It sucks because I like him a lot, and he he looked pretty good last year towards the end of the year. He did, like, yeah. Like, he and Flacco mesh really well, which is hilarious, but, like... Well, that's the thing, is Mims almost... Like, if you had Mims in Tennessee, you know, Julio didn't, hasn't gone there yet, like, hypothetically, like, he would have been great. Yeah, yeah. With Tennessee, I think he fits more of the Tannehill downfield stretch offense than the Zach Wilson probably spread. You don't, all the wide receivers are running completely different routes play to play and in different lineups, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Because the so basically what I'm doing with the Jets and how I'm evaluating them is to completely scrap last year. Think you, more yeah, of how it. the Niners have been running their offense the past few years. They the difference is they don't have Kittle, obviously, mm-hmm. but. They're using a lot more run scheme dependent things and moving wide receivers around. And maybe there isn't a number one wide receiver, so to speak. They're all sort of in this collective committee approach of just offensive efficiency. So I think uh, saying that it's really tough to say there's one guy I really like. I think their starting guys are probably Davis, Elijah Moore, Crowder, and Cole with Mims sort of in the backup to Cole here and or vice versa, switching in and out. And you have uh, Crowder and Berrios. And then you have Elijah Moore and Corey Davis are sort of in this a, a very similar sort of feature as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I really don't have a whole lot of confidence in one guy or the other. I All I can really say is I really like Elijah Moore, and I'm mm-hmm. if I can get him in anything, I'm buying him. And... I actually like Keelan and Cole a pretty good amount too. Yeah, I've been, I've long been a Keelan Cole like I don't know if they stand. Apologies, maybe. I, I've been I've been a Keelan Cole supporter even when it's not gone well for him. I would say, um, he's he's there's a good chance he's on a waiver right now. He's only not in our league because I fucking have him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like he's good. He's talented. He just had like he randomly just like forgot how to play football for a year or something. But like <laughs> this team likes him. They brought him in there's been a lot of i i guess hype around him not a lot of hype but some hype around him like he's getting used the team wants to use him so i would you know i would go for it. like he had a yeah, really if he's good on waivers idea. pick him up yeah yeah for sure like thing is he might be like he probably is on a lot of leagues again our like our nice league run is pretty deep um he is kind of older he came in the league kind of older he's 28 already um but again he got he had 88 targets last year um 55 receptions yeah again it's Jacksonville targets more noise is efficient, but yeah, I he's he shouldn't be on a waiver and he might be so yeah he could give you startable weeks, but um yeah Mims is tough I don't he might just be a hold and kind of wait and see uh Corey Davis I am not looking to actively buy buy or I don't know if I would I don't know if there's really a market to sell him. <laughs> um, same with Crowder, and if anyone who has more is holding him. So there, there's not, like, a whole lot actionable here, I think, except kind of Keelan Cole. Yeah. Because I, I think most rookie drafts have happened, so, like, that's why I'm not worried about more. But I guess, I guess with, with with Elijah Moore, if you're doing, like, a startup later, take him, reach reach for him. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the Jets have an interesting group. Uh, we'll kind of move on to Pittsburgh. Um, they've got their big three of Juju, Chase, and Deontay. And I think James Washington is worth mentioning because he's filled in and admirably been had some solid games, and he's good. He's just kind of blocked. At least I yeah. think he's good. He's just kind of blocked again. Um, any? Do you have any specific Pittsburgh receiver take? Uh, or is it kind of just like, you know, they're all good and appropriately valued? Yeah, I... I think this is Juju's last year with the Steelers. I would buy Juju because I think he might go somewhere else. And if he goes to a team that has a good... It's a little conditional. I don't want Juju to go to a team and be the number one wide receiver. Like, if, want... if the Chiefs get him next year, that would be, right. like, perfect. Like, exactly. Put him opposite Tyreek. Yeah, like, a team that, like, 
needs someone who's a really good slot guy because that's what Juju is an amazing slot receiver. Like, could you imagine if he went to the Packers this year and it was him and Devontae with Rodgers? Like, that's disgusting. Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm looking at, like, some different options. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. The the Chiefs, like, if the Chiefs don't go after him next year, I think they're fucking up, probably. Because I think they'll have more cap room next year, if I recall. But. So I think I put Juju in the hold and buy, which might be the first one we've seen. Cause, so yeah. I'll just go ahead and say, I think this is Roethlisberger's last year with the Steelers, and after this they are going to be in the probably in the shitter for a little bit. Um, so assuming they don't have an amazing offense this year, which I don't think they will, I think you can hold a little bit. Someone who drafted Juju and still has him, and like if he's not doing well, offer something for him. And there's a good chance he goes somewhere else next year, and you just got amazing value on a pretty young wide receiver. Yeah, like hold, yeah, he, wait for the offense to sputter, and then go get him. Yeah, he like I mean, if you want to buy him now too, like this is the lowest his value has pretty much ever been. <laughs> like, I, I pretty much like since he was. Like, came into the league, this is the lowest his value has pretty much ever been, I think. Just yeah. Because, like, because after last year, people, like, you know, were like, oh, the offense is just that, Mason Rudolph. And then after last year, like, people were like, oh, like, he didn't do quite enough. But I, okay, so I'm seeing Deontay Johnson put pretty highly. I think I might put Deontay Johnson as a sell. Um, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not on him. Like, he's good, but he, he's being everywhere, like, at, he's being put above Claypool and Juju, which I think is wrong. Wow. Like within his own team, but then it, even again, he's being put like right around Kenny Galladay. Wow! Which like, if someone was to give me Kenny Galladay for Deontay Johnson, I will take that a hundred times out of a hundred. Like, yeah, me too. Without hesitation. Like, we'll get to Kenny Galladay and why, in my opinion, he might be a, he should be a buy. I guess based on these rankings, but like, like I'm looking at who's next to Deontay Johnson in some of these, like. And it just seems wrong. Like, <laughs> T. Higgins. Like, give me T. Higgins over Deontay Johnson. Like, uh, Agreed. Same. Yeah, like, there's like, some of these are just kind of like, oh, I mean, I don't want to say dumb, but dumb. Like, But dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, dumb. I'm like, I'm just like, why? Like, some of these don't make any sense. So. What's his ranking in a lot of these? Like, he's, he's, he's around, like, 20, pretty much. Like, 20, 22 range. Holy. And, like. And, like, different sites have it ordered differently, but he's kind of in the same range. Like, Kenny Galladay is only guys in that same range. Like, the ADPs on different sites and, like, the rankings on different sites all fluctuate. But, like, there's there, there's some spots where I'm seeing him, like, around, like, in the same range as Jerry Judy or, like, above Jerry Judy as well. Again, situation's a lot different. Like, Drew Lock's not great, but, like, <laughs> what if Jerry Judy gets Aaron Rodgers? Like, right. you know? Well, there's a lot of things like that, so I would call Deontay Johnson a sell. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, guess. I'm not. I'm not high on him. And he then, just he, he drops it too much, man. I'm sorry. And I, he's probably I with think the Steelers. he'll fix that, but like, I don't. I, yeah, I, I. I've never been high on him personally. I'm not high on him right now. Yeah, he's he's a really good route runner, and like, but he has he has like, not say issues at the catch point because like his issues just is the catching. But that's not just like it's not that he's bad at the catch point. It's just like I I don't know. I don't like it's tough to see like oh was it an aberration last year? This is that but, like 
he's been really solid a lot of, a lot of the time, but I think he's being allowed a little too much just because of one the competition there and two the potential minute quarterback play there. Um, I think Claypool, I'm just going to call a hold just because. Yeah, it's his uh, second year. He could really take a step forward. I don't know if I expect him to, to be honest. Chase Claypool was a weird one for me because I was really unsure on him like last year. But yeah. man, he put out he like some of the absurd games and plays he had. Like even if it's not this year, like his long term upside is just like fucking enormous. Oh, definitely. I'm kind of off of him for the immediate like present but yeah we, we're, we're skeptical about the Steelers next year if that hasn't come off yet. right yeah. that's just kind of where we're at is just mm-hmm. not super high on the Steelers for the upcoming season as of right now they just have too many other issues um but the future for Claypool looks bright yeah I agree <laughs> but moving through the division we got Baltimore uh this one's very tough because Regardless of the talent of any single player here, they are a super run-heavy offense, and uh, Mandrews is the number one target, and it sounds like Doblins will be getting the ball thrown his way more, and so it's a very limited upside for any of these receivers. Um, I've so I've everywhere I've seen ranks is kind of different, but um, I, I think Bateman is kind of being regarded as the most valued dynasty asset of these guys yo which i think i think is kind of correct i think it is if you haven't had a draft yet i think you should be targeting him yeah he so it's kind of funny because like in in our rookie draft he went before wada which i think you know i i wouldn't do personally but he's a really good player a lot of people like him a lot and he should be the most targeted receiver in this offense just because i do think he is at present the best um, like, sorry, sorry, Hollywood, sorry, Sammy. Like, yeah, peak, <laughs> peak Sammy, really good, but always hurt. Hollywood, way different role than Bateman. They're opposite receivers. Almost. Basically, yeah, yeah. And I think Bateman will should be on the field like all the time because of his run blocking ability as well. Um, and then like, because drafting him, I think kind of pushes Duvernay down a lot. And, like, Boykin and Tylen Wallace are very similar guys who don't necessarily fit Lamar, like, Lamar's skill set or this offense. So, like, really, Bateman's the only guy I want to hinge myself to. And, again, like, the rookie draft thing, like, he's probably not moving right now in your rookie, like, if he's been drafted. So, yeah. This is, I, with Baltimore, it's a very, it's, I don't really have anything to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're, well, I think, I know we've talked about Boykin a lot and hoping for a second team thing for him. Exactly. I think that's because like, I think you're just like, you're just holding him. I don't, I wouldn't even want to buy him just because you have to wait forever. Like just, just hold on. I think just hold on to Boykin. I hope he, he gets somewhere else soon just because the, the situation is, does not fit him at all. Yeah. It's but. yeah. It's not a good place for him to be. I think he's got one more year, right, with the Ravens, and then we're hoping the year after is when he moves. Yeah, it might be. I think this will be his third year, so it might be two more years depending on uh, contract. And then well, I, I don't hope, think they would give him a fifth year option. Yeah, well, no, he was he wasn't a first round pick, so right, right. I don't think so. Oh so yeah, he, he was a second. He, so you went and get fifth, yeah. So yeah, second round pick, I think. Yeah, or er, third round, sorry, but I, I think second and third rounders get the four year contracts. So right. 
he he's there under contract for two more years. Damn. But yeah, so it's kind of tough there. He may be kind of fizzling, unfortunately. But and then Talon Wallace again is someone I liked pre-draft, but I don't expect anything from him anytime soon. Um, yeah. Cleveland, it's mostly two guys. Um, <laughs> Odell and Jarvis. So. Yep. Odell is a very interesting one because we've seen what he can do, but like it's been a bit. It's been a bit, man. It's been a few years. And it's not that like it's tough because last year he was hurt like a lot of the year. And he had thousand yard seasons, the two previous ones, but there's like you know, just the the missed time is piled up and it's left a sour taste on people's mouths. And like I don't think he's just I don't think he turned bad. Like he's 28, he'll turn 29 in November. He's still young enough to be productive. Uh, we know he's super good. It might just... It, again, it might be sort of fit-based, I think, maybe. Um, mm. yeah. I've shared I've shared my opinions on Baker, and if you haven't heard them, I think he's Kirk Cousins at best. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. And so that's the thing. is like I don't know if the fit quarterback-wise is great for him. And so like as much as I like Odell... Um, he, so I'm looking at his contract to kind of like see, so he, after, so 2021, still big dead cat hit, but after there's like no dead cap hit. So he could easily be on the move soon. Um, I think you, I think you have to hope for that. Um, if you have Odell, um, what you're also hoping for is that he stays healthy. Like if you get, you know, a mostly full season out of Odell, that should be a pretty productive year. Yeah, exactly. But will you? That's the thing. That's the tough part. Yeah, like the so we're not gonna get the Giants level target volume he got. Um, I think like I think if you get 130 targets, still a lot. I think that's about the cap for him. Maybe maybe 140 with extra game. But we know this is a run first team. I think obviously makes sense given they have got Chubb and Hunt. Chubb and Hunt. But his value is very low right now. He's being, I'm seeing like 25, 30 range. And like, it's sometimes even lower. Like, I'm trying to think what I would be comfortable giving up for Odell, whether it be pick and or player, where I'd feel like okay about it. Because like, I'm seeing him like ranked near like Tyler Lockett, Jalen Waddle, just like, you know, he was a rookie like kind of thing. Like Debo, Thielen, Chenault. And I'm looking at some like other ADP stuff. Like, DJ Moore, T. Higgins, like, I would rather have those two than Odell at the moment just because of, like, I think there's a potential for, you know, much more life in the tank. I'm waiting for him to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I just I just don't like him in Cleveland. I haven't for, like, a few years, and I don't know why they haven't traded him. I understand that after him, it's pretty, like, weak, but they could work out a trade where they trade him for someone else that is a mutually beneficial one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 hard for me to, like until we have any inclination that he might be out of Cleveland. I it's hard for me to recommend him as a buy, but yeah, I, I think I, if you're I gonna say, do it now is a a decent time to do it. Yeah, I don't think his like, value is very good, and you know if I had to guess, this would be his last season in Cleveland. Yeah, like, if you <clears> buy him now, you're hoping he leaves Cleveland soon. Right. And it's not a move you up. would make if you're in win-now mode. Yeah. 
But if no, you yeah, think you'll be sense. good in 2022, then maybe that's a good move for yeah. you. Yeah, like, so if you if you had been tanking, if you had a lot of rookie picks this year, and you're thinking, okay, next 2022-23 is when I'll compete, yeah, I mean, I think that's where you would look at getting Odell yep. for kind of like the low. Um, then his teammate Jarvis, um, trying to look at where he's kind of going, he's being put around, I think like 50-ish, which I think is know pretty yeah low. um i saw spots i'm seeing him a little higher like sometimes i like some places he's like 40 ish so it kind of depends he I think he should be in the 40s yeah i'm seeing him kind of near like robbie um yeah Ro- robbie's by him in both of these uh hollywood is kind of near him i mean <coughs> i would rather have jarvis than yeah i think i guess like see cord is kind of near him maybe yeah i'm looking like around him like brandon cook's it's kind of near him. And I think Jarvis Landry is probably a lot safer option. Yeah, but I think around Cooks is probably accurate. I mean, it's tough, yeah. obviously, because Houston's whole situation, as we've mentioned, but I think that's a pretty good... Yeah. Appropriately valued. Right, right. Hold, right. then. <laughs> um, they drafted uh, Schwartz, right? Schwartz, yeah. Anthony Schwartz. Um, where, where did they pick him? Fifth? I don't know... I don't think he was really on my radar Third? much. Third, yeah. So, and it was like it's an it was an odd one. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, rookie, hard to really say much movement wise on him. Well, and I think then, the idea is he's hope they're hoping he'll replace one of those guys next year. Yeah. When uh, I don't know when Jarvis' contract is, but contract is up. They've also got Peoples Jones and other Hollywood, but I don't really think those guys are. Yeah. You know. Worth kind of taking time to go over. Um, <laughs> then moving down uh, down the state to Cincinnati, we've got just a really awesome trio here of uh, Chase, of Boyd, and Higgins. Yeah, it's a really absurd young trio, too. Um, and I think fourth man, Auden Tate, gets a mention because they will run some five receiver or four receiver sets. Actually, they mm-hmm. might run five, who knows. But um, <laughs> Tate, we'll see, we'll see the field a little bit in four receiver sets. Um, but yeah, Chase, Boyd, and Higgins, man. What a, what a grouping. How do you feel Fucking about these guys? Fucking woof. I was going to say, I think they're all under 25, right? Or no, is Boyd 26? They're all under 26. Then. Yeah, they're all super young. Because Boyd was a second-round pick a couple years ago in 2016, I think. Yeah, so he yeah, he's 26. He's going to turn 27 this year. He's the oldest at, at like, 26 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and then Chase is 21 and Higgins is 22. I obviously love both of them. I think both of those guys are, you know... Good investments, you know, getting Chase this year if you can, and then uh, buying Higgins if possible. Um, yeah, because uh, Chase is being put pretty high, I think, appropriately. Um, yeah. He's super good. He's very good. Yeah, like, it's crazy. <laughs> Showed up yeah. to the combine wearing Bengals colors. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he had those Bengals cleats on the draft or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> He's crazy good. He, I think he should be probably top 15, 20 at worst dynasty receiver asset. I think Higgins is pretty close by. Boyd is being put low enough that he's definitely a buy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He's, he's really be, damn good, and he's just slept on, mostly because he's in Cincinnati. Yeah, the two young guys are getting like that. Yeah, once people see Cincinnati as bad, which they have been. Um, and then because yeah, Burrow got hurt. And then now we like you know, Chase is there, Higgins is there, of course. So like he's getting just kind of like forgotten. Poor um, guy. Yeah. So like in my opinion, he's 
like okay so one of my uh, like i guess hot takes ish will be mm-hmm. it'll i'll have something about the cincinnati receivers and i'm not saying they're all going to be top 12 but two of them should be top 12 and i think th- like all three should be top 24 receivers fantasy wise this Ooh. coming year i might have to evaluate that a bit but all three are going to be really good and i think the the uh firm hot take will be they'll all hit a thousand yards Oof. which i don't think is a hot take personally like i definitely think so of the three i'm most confident boyd gets a thousand yards yeah, isn't that like, crazy it is like and he's been the lowest value. Like they all three should get a thousand yards, and like that's what I'm saying. Like in 17 games, a two. Like that's also part of it. Like all three of these guys will hit a thousand yards, in my opinion, barring yeah. like, you know, barring injury, of course. But like even if they like miss like a game or two, like they could all easily hit a thousand yards. So that's my that's my Bengals take. Like I, this offense should just be like, if, as long as Burrow's all good, like this offense should be bonkers. And like for context. Yeah, Jamar Chase is a rookie, but you took him number f- what? What over overall five, in the draft? Right? Five. That yeah. you're expecting him to be a thousand yard receiver if you're mm-hmm. taking a receiver that early. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> so, so I expect Chase to. I think Boyd will. I think the one that I might have the least confidence in in hitting a thousand yards might be Higgins, and that's to me. I'd still give that like an eighty percent chance that he does. Yeah, he's you know a touchdowns guy probably, but. I think, yeah, of the guys they have, he's the most likely to get the red zone targets, so he mm-hmm. might get more touchdowns. But but this team's going to be throwing a bunch. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they the did defense last year with yeah. no offensive line and a rookie quarterback, so I, yeah. don't, I don't expect that to change a whole lot. Yeah, like they're going to throw 35, 40, even maybe more times a game, depending on the game script. Like, I guess Cleveland, it was 61 fucking pass attempts. Like, the, the thing is, like... Oh, my God. I need to. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna investigate the Cincinnati defense more to see because they they've added a lot to it, but I don't expect it to be like a leader. In it. But like mm-hmm. Bur- Burrow, like I think we can expect like a 40-ish attempt average for him. Like they're gonna throw a, a buttload. That's just what they do. They're gonna run a lot of plays. So a lot of chances for these receivers to get those yards and hit a thousand yards each. So I yeah I was gonna say. At minimum, 38 passes a game on average, and I think 40 is realistic and possibly higher. Yeah, like, I, I mean, think they're going to throw a lot. I mean, last year he averaged just over 40 a game, and that's including the Washington game. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's brought up by a couple of games and, like, brought down by the Baltimore game and the game he didn't get the finish. But, <laughs> yeah, like, 40 attempts, it makes sense. I was like, a possible average so yeah all these guys are gonna be good i don't know if you can really buy higgins or chase but go buy boyd go buy he's, boyd he's too cheap for what he should give you this year oh yeah and, uh, moving to our last afc division um we can start with kansas city this is pretty easy kansas Tyree. city got tyree because they've got tyree kill and not a whole lot else at the moment yeah if uh if you've got Tyreek Hill, you're happy. You've got maybe the top dynasty receiver asset. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you've got Mahomes as the number one guy. You know, you just chill and be happy that you've yep. you've got him um, and hope he doesn't get in any trouble. Um, <laughs> after that is where it gets very, very, very shaky uh, very quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, I So I am biased in a sense with Brian Pringle. I... 
I was early to the Pringle party. I popped. I couldn't stop. Um, <laughs> and he looked good, though. It's the thing. He like looked good last year. It's the thing. <laughs> like, when he got the chances, he played well. And so, I mean, I have no, I mean, I have no clue how high up he's going. Let me look into that. So, McCole Hardman is going at, like, 60-ish. Byron Pringle's being forgotten. Shame. It looks like. Wait, what the fuck? Does this site... Okay. All right. Quick, quick, quick rant, I guess. Um, I hate, I fucking hate when websites use atypical uh, team abbreviations. Kansas City is KC, not K-A-N, Kansas. Um, New Orleans <laughs> is just N-O, not N-O-R. Um, fucking Jacksonville. Jacksonville's J-A-X. That's what they always do. That's what the fucking right. TV does, I think. It's not J-A-C. Like, there's all these, like, other ones, like... Like, Raiders, it's just LV. You don't need a fucking R in there. Like, there's all these ones that piss me off. I'm like, just, <laughs> just like, just just do the normal shit. Don't get weird with it. Because, one, you, because, like, you fuck up my Excel sheets with that. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> TBB instead of just TB. Tampa Brady Bucks. Tampa Brady's. So, yeah, Mikola's even put around 60. I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean. He, I, he needs, yeah, he needs to get better as a receiver. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was, I wasn't huge on him. Then I like I fell into it last year, and he just really disappointed. So. Well, last year would have been the year because it would have been what his. I think it was the, the second year last year. Second so. year, like his yeah. time to kind of step up in the offense, and he really didn't. Yeah, like you can kind of hope he develops, and I know they drafted Cornell Powell, and Demarcus Robinson still there, but like, pr- I think Pringle like. He might be on the waiver wire or at the end of someone's roster or could end up on the waiver wire after rookie draft cut downs kind of thing. So mm. he is kind of the buy in the sense of like he might just cost you like nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know they drafted Cornell Powell, but he was pretty late. He's already 23 as a rookie. So mm. um, I don't love to see that. Yeah. Albeit, I'll say Byron Pringle is like 27. So, you know, not, not like he's got the age in his favor either. But I, I guess the the general gist is it's Tyreek and everybody else. And yeah, I'm, not, I'm a, personally not really buying anyone on, on this team because you're not going to get Reek, most likely, unless you pay an exorbitant amount, which I don't really want to do. And yeah. the rest of the guys are unproven. And... Yeah, I don't want to buy Hardman because he's probably being overvalued. Like if, like, if Byron Pringle is on the waivers, I'll go at him and yeah. you know, hope he emerges a second guy because if you're, if you're you know, a target in a Mahomes offense that's worth not being on the waivers. So Exactly. And they have a better O line. Mm-hmm. Um but you you have to like Dr. Th- there's probably going to yeah to be someone that steps up opposite Reek, but I'm having a hard time envisioning any of them being the guy. Yeah, I think as we've kind of discussed, it might just be Clyde getting a lot more targets. Yeah, it might just be Reek, Clyde and Kelsey. Yeah, which is totally, totally viable and good. So, yeah, and that's three, you know, potentially studly guys. So you don't really need another wide receiver to be an amazing feature. So, who knows? I mean, I really don't know. I guess uh, I'd, it'd be cool if it was Pringle. Yeah, it's probably just going to be a shitty smorgasbord every shitty other game. It's going to rotate, and you're never going to know. There's going to be like that one or two games where Robinson goes nuts. Yeah, right. Hardman will have a rushing touchdown, whatever. Like, <laughs> all that annoying shit. On a sweep. Um, yeah. Gosh. So, 
Next up, we've got the Raiders. And this one hurts my soul. Just because it does. I really wish they would have made some moves for a receiver this offseason. But they got Kenyon Drake. Yeah. I wish they would have kept <laughs> some linemen. Yeah, I, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, Why didn't um, you keep your line together? No, yeah, it's not. didn't make me happy. Um, I'm not thrilled about the direction of the team. But, yeah, so they've got Derek Carr. And so this is a very weird group. They've got Ruggs, Edwards, Renfro, and John Brown. Um, I'm I'm really curious, like, what John Brown's role ends up being. Because he was very solid last year. So, like, yeah. he could easily be the most reliable guy. And I think he, that makes some sense in terms of... It's kind like, of where I'm at. Yeah, John like... Brown. Like, I'm not saying he and Aguilar are similar, but I think he could, like, fill that deep shot role, big play guy that Aguilar was for Carr. Mm. Maybe so. Because, like, so the, with Rux, yeah. it's tough for me. I'm, I'm not going to call him a buy, just because, again, I think he might still have too much residual uh, value from, you know, his draft his draft position. Mm. I, 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 I'm seeing places rank him low. But I don't think he's gonna be like actually valued that low. It's one of those like it's one of those like nice and practice, but no one's gonna sell super low on rugs the year after drafting him. Exactly. Everyone that drafted rugs is holding on to him because they probably drafted him pretty high. Yeah. And this is year two, so they're hoping that this is the year where he could turn it around. And I think it's definitely possible that he does. Yeah, so with rugs, I talk I I talk a lot about speed receivers and like the specifics of them and what makes one good or bad or a bust or useful, whatever. Right. Um, so he didn't miss time. And so again, I think with the rookies last year, uh, this is something that like, I forgot until you mentioned it one episode recently, like and I forgot, but like the off season was very weird for rookies last year. And right. With receivers, especially like, I mean, obviously tight ends too, but like running backs, is a little different. It's still tough though. But they missed all this time in the offseason, all this time to get in the integrated of the offense. And, you know, Ruggs missed some time being hurt, too, I believe. So, mm-hmm. like, he got hurt, like, early in the year, like, like week two, I think it was. Came back week five, had a, you know, a mega big play. But, and he also had a big play against the Jets, I think. Probably. Classic, yeah. Was that, wait, I'm trying to remember what it was. Was that, was his the play where they, where Greg went, like, fucking all out and they got it to rugs yes that was it end was of the game rugs? yeah that was rugs who got that benefit of the greg williams just fucking cover zero See, on that what a good play. guy he is just helping out other teams offenses and fantasy yeah oh my gosh but yeah <laughs> i think i think rugs was a little misused last year um which hopefully hopefully they fix that um did there oh it's still fucking greg olson all right you gotta hope greg olson gets fired mm. and they change stuff up um, yeah, Olson, and, not Olson. Yeah, Olson, yes, not not former tight end Greg Olson, but yeah, he, I guess you, you gotta hope they kind of change it up and get him more involved and force him more touches. I th- I think like Rugs is Rugs is good. He is definitely better than Hollywood. Like I feel very confident about. It. He's better than me. He's, he's better than a lot of guys in his archetype. Um, like as an actual receiver, so I feel confident about his development curve and like his ability to actually like 
get better, do more. It's just a matter of if the Raiders facilitate that. Um, you know? So, You're not inspired right now. Yeah. All that to call him a hold, I guess. Um, yeah. And looking through kind of these other guys, um, seeing where maybe they're going. Like, I don't know if anyone even... Like, John Brown might not even be, like... He's on a roster, probably. But, like, he might be, like... I'm looking, like... I see, like, 70... Um, yeah, he's, he's around, like, set wide receiver 70-ish. Like, around Nelson Aguilar. And I would much <laughs> rather have John Brown than Nelson Aguilar, I think, right now. That's me, at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I know we yeah. talked about him a little bit earlier, but, like, I would prefer him over Aguilar and, like, Traquan and guys of that... Uh, like, guys in that area. It's tough, because I'm like, the Raiders might just be awful. No, yeah, I feel not great about them. Like... They've got Drake and Jacob, so like they should run a lot. They've got Waller. Hopefully, they get Rugs more involved. Um, I mean, Ren, like that's thing. Like Renfro should get his share of targets. Like I, I obviously love uh, Edwards, so like I'm very curious about like what Brian Edwards ends up being for them this year. Yeah, because he missed basically the whole year. He yeah, barely, he was hurt a lot. Yeah, he never yeah. really saw the field. He was injured a lot. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. hoping that. Uh, that was just injury concern and they're hoping he gets better but i mean i've yeah. still got him i think in dynasty i'm just holding on to him he's a hold for me yeah <laughs> um he's I, i'm seeing his value like sort of high so he might not be fairly buyable for like the risk that's associated too so yeah raiders are holds although i would maybe call john brown a buy um would you would you give like okay the the is this super low guy worth a buy? Would you give up a fourth for him? Uh, yeah, for I would give up a fourth for John Brown. Yeah, I don't know I, if I give up a third. No, I think I'd put him in the maybe contender buy category as well. Just of like, yeah, there's a chance John Brown ends up as the number one in this offense. So, I think it's uh, fairly likely, with the only exception being Waller. Like, yeah, you know, that's we're that's, talking, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, in terms of target targets like he yeah. might be secondary to waller mm-hmm. yeah he could easily be the number one wide receiver i should yes. say yes yeah. yeah but uh, yeah next up we've got uh the chargers with a very interesting crew we've got obviously keenan allen uh we've got mike williams who got a lot of offseason hype um what's his name uh former saints guy i forget his name freaking whatever um i think the oc he's been talking a lot about getting uh mike williams more involved and how you should he like basically said like he should have good production this year was more or less what he said so hmm. yeah i'm looking for the exact name so i can properly quote it uh joe lombardi oh that guy yep saints qb coach for a while so yeah he he's pretty he likes mike williams a lot and this kind of new staff also likes him a lot so i i'm not looking to sell him um he's going I'm seeing his as him being put like around Terrace Marshall or Gabriel Davis hmm. in that range. Hmm. Um, yeah, kind of the 50, 60, probably like around 55-ish range. Yeah, um, he might be being a little undervalued right now. Yeah, he he's again another tough one um, for a few reasons. One, he hasn't quite played up to his uh, like draft status yet. Um, he's dealt with some injuries. Um, he's dealt with some injuries, and that's a a little bit of a concern to me. Yeah. He did hit a thousand yards in twenty nineteen. Um he's playing with Herbert. He's 
He's effective when he's he's super effective when he's healthy. I think um, his play style, he he like he gives no shits about how he lands. Like <laughs> he just does not fucking care how he comes down from making a catch. He's and so fix like that. <laughs> yeah, he he makes so many amazing catches, but like he puts his body on the line a lot, and his, his play style is a detriment to his durability. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's tough because like you want him to play at this edge that he always does but again it's tough to you know be like you know hey don't play as hard like you want him to play hard every time so I think that range is accurate but it's tough maybe to comp him or say X guy would be given up for him because like I'm looking at Terrace Marshall like rookie just come in a lot of people like him he could see the field a fair amount for Carolina, like, I don't, I wouldn't want to give him up for Mike Williams, probably. But, um, like, Gabriel Davis, maybe, but again, we just call him a bye. Um, what about, like, Mims? Would you give up Mims for him? Um, for Mike Williams, would I give up Mims? That one's close and tough. That one's close. Uh-huh. What about, like, I would definitely give up Miko for Mike Williams. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Hit her a little down on him. Um, he's around. Sit around. He's around. What about Corey Davis? I don't think so. I think I would, but I because I think Mike Williams has more upside than Corey Davis. I think so too. I and just if, think if that I'm I like Corey like, Davis. Is a I think he's going to be very consistent. Yeah, like because my tag is like if I'm down in this range. I want a guy who can, like, really give me some upside. Mm-hmm. And I, I get, okay, it depends on your team makeup, too. Like, if it depends how you are at receiver, I think that's a very important part. Because, like, if you've got, like, three or four, like, super reliable guys, Mike Williams makes a lot more sense for your roster in the sense, like, you can take on the risk. But if you've got, like, one reliable guy and are podging together the rest, then Corey Davis, I think, makes more sense for you than Mike Williams for maybe, like, a more reliable, hopefully reliable option. If you're kind of like saying one one is safer, one is more upside. Right. Um, yeah, that one's tough. I do but, like I like him with Herbert. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him being with Herbert, like we got we got very excited about that throughout the year of like that you know potential. He hyper targeted Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, like. <laughs> yeah, because I do I'm, like his upside there with Herbert. Yeah, Keenan Allen's being put in that top 20, which I think yeah. is accurate, so I think he's kind of just a hold. Be yeah. happy you got him. Um, the rest of the guys, so Josh Palmer, because they had like Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton last year, kind of get some long balls, but Josh Palmer is the guy they drafted, I think, kind of highly. I thought I think he was like third round or something, wasn't he? Let's see. <clears throat> yeah, third round. Mm-hmm. So he, he intrigues me, because he was. I actually mentioned him <clears throat> very briefly. When going through the draft prospects, um, <clears throat> he's, I think he's gonna, in a really good situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I think he's a solid fit here. I would say too. Um, and the draft got like third round, like that's that's worth something. Like the the if you go in those first three rounds, like that's enough draft capital to say like this team has a good investment in you. Because like fourth round and on, there's enough crapshoot to it. But like mm-hmm. he's very possibly the third receiver in this offense. So yeah. Yeah, and with Herbert at the helm, 
that has value. So um, he, yeah, he's like the I don't want to say Scotty Miller, but like that's the one that's coming to mind. Like mm-hmm. he could be a really strong deep threat. Yeah, and like he should see the field more than Scotty Miller as well. <laughs> right. So yeah, he, he's definitely intriguing. And like again, rookie draft it's tougher gets probably happen, but in startup, I think you could maybe be undervalued. And then uh, to finish off the AFC, we've got Denver. And this one's tough because... Because Drew Locke. Yeah. <laughs> and then the... Whoa, what if Aaron Rodgers comes here? Um, <laughs> like, I will say, like, if you want to buy any of these guys, like, do it before Rodgers gets there. They, I think there's, like, probably, like, a slight, like, increase they're getting because of that potential. But I think, like, the slight overpay you might give is probably worth the, like, chance that happens. What do you think? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Because even if it's like a 20% chance, if like, I like pretty much like whatever the percent chance you think is, I would pray that pay that percent premium for that risk. I think like 20% premium for, you know, whatever 20%, maybe more chance of <laughs> Rogers getting there. And like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't go there, like, okay, it's Drew Locke, blah, 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 whatever. It's not great. But like, it's probably going to get better in a year anyway. So, right, so they say take the talent, not the situation. Exactly, right? yeah. And the situation isn't great because they have Drew Locke right now, but the situation could change very quickly. And mm. I believe Sutton and Judy and, honestly, Hamler, personally, are very talented. And then Tim Patrick was also yeah. really good he's last year, good. too. He's also good. Yeah, he's, like, being so forgotten. Like, so, like, I don't know. I would buy most of these guys. I would... I personally would like to buy Judy. I think he's being super undervalued because of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had, like, some very uncare. Like, when Judy started having the drops, like, we were both very shocked. Like, it made no sense. But at least I was shocked. I think you were shocked, too. I don't remember. Yeah. But I was surprised. I didn't think he would have drops. But, yeah, Sutton will be back. But yeah, I, th- I do. Th- I agree Judy's a buy. Like, he, I- I'm seeing him, like, around, like, 25-ish. But he could easily vault quickly into the top 15 or something if stuff goes right for him. Oh, yeah. Like, he's super good. Like, he was a very close 1B to Lamb for me. Because like, you're talking about like, Lamb and Judy, Lamb and Judy. We both had Lamb a little higher. But love Judy as well. Yeah, he, he's definitely a buy for sure. Um, I'm not sure if Sutton is as buyable, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure how buyable either of these guys are in the sense of, like, they've been recently added to whatever Dynasty team. But yeah, because he missed all of last year, right, or most Sutton, of it. Yeah, he missed like pretty much pretty much all last year. I think he like got hurt in game one, if I remember right. I think he got hurt before game one. Did he? Was it game uh, one? Yeah, he got hurt in the first game. Yeah, it was very early. Yeah, and which then, is a bummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they were they, they were holding their own with Pittsburgh that game oh, yeah. in week one. But um, yeah, so yeah, these guys all could easily spike way up. Um. I think we both agree Judy's the main buy um, in terms of, I think I'd pay, I would try to pay a premium for him. One, because it was literally his rookie year. Um, and two, because his, con- his situation could get better. And uh, like, in, again, in startups, I'd reach for him for sure. Yeah. I mean, let's not get ourselves. If they got Rodgers, this is a deep playoff team. Yeah. Oh yeah. This team is amazing. Aside from their quarterback situation, like right. they are re- they are ready to plug in a good quarterback. Yeah. They have a good O line. They have very talented wideouts. They have good tight ends. 
their secondary and the defense is great. Oh, can and they you have imagine a good Aaron Rodgers to Judy? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking about that right now. Aaron Rodgers to Jerry Judy would be amazing. God. He would love him. I think he'd like Sutton a lot, too. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm thinking of, like, he loves Devontae. So, like, I think Judy's a little more similar to that type than Sutton is. But they're both really good, obviously. So. And if anything goes down in terms of value, if Rodgers goes there, it's probably the tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Heminous tight ends. but Rodgers hates tight ends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes those loose booties. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was I was I was gonna take you. Don't you worry. I just had to I did I do the hezzy step. There we go. So that wraps up the AFC. Uh, we've been going for a bit, so I think we're gonna save the NFC for next time. Um, you know, se- separate our stocks a little bit, gotta diversify our bonds. So um, we'll be back soon with our uh, NFC receiver uh, stonk watch. But uh, until then, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>